Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. There are hundreds of National This Day or National That Day, some commemorating worthy causes or events, but some rather frivolous. On this week's edition of the show, we're going to celebrate a couple of each. And since some of you are still celebrating, we'll have some songs for St. Patrick's Day. In June of 1991, at their 22nd annual show in Lincoln, Nebraska, the National Quilting Association passed a resolution and created National Quilting Day to be held on the third Saturday in March to recognize and appreciate quilters and the many hours of labor, love, and skill that goes into the making of each quilt. Yesterday was the third Saturday in March, so here, with best wishes to all the quilters out there, especially my sister-in-law Sydney in Georgia, our dear friend Loa Jean in Florida, and Grandma Linda on Orcas Island, Washington, is a set of rapidly rotating records about quilting.
Thank you. 
the Goofus Five, a small contingent of the California Ramblers on the OK label with Crazy Quilt, written by Paul Van Lone. That record, catalog number 40687, also issued on Parlophone in the UK, was made September 15, 1926. Before the Goofus Five, it was the Shannon Quartet, tenors Louis James and Franklin Bauer, baritone Elliot Shaw and basso profundo and founder Wilfred Glenn, and The Quilting Party, with the subtitle Seeing Nellie Home. That Victor recording was made on August 21, 1925, and although they generally used the pseudonym The Singing Sophomores when recording for Columbia, the Shannon Quartet was credited on the label when they later sang The Quilting Party for Columbia a little more than three years later on September 25, 1928. The Victor recording is included on the Rivermont CD, The Shannon Quartet, A Little Bit of Heaven, Early Barbershop Quartet Recordings, 1925-1928, to for which yours truly wrote the liner notes. If you like vocal harmony groups, you're going to love this CD, and you can hear audio samples of some of the other 23 tracks, and buy the CD at rivermontrecords.com. We started the show with Will Osborne, performing double duty, leading his band and providing the vocal on Mother's Crazy Quilt. From Banner 78, catalog number 32998, recorded March 3, 1934. Mother's Crazy Quilt was written by Con Conrad, Ben Oakland, and Milton Drake. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Yesterday may have been National Quilting Day, but it was also a much more popular day. That's right, St. Patrick's Day. I imagine there are at least a few of you who haven't quite recovered yet or are still celebrating from yesterday. So we're going to continue the St. Patrick's Day revelry in this segment. With all the news Faith in each lass and lad Is up to date for dad When they sing the wearing of the green And sing the painted blue Murphy's and the Kellys And the Dugans and Malone's They've given up their fighting And they're buying saxophones Each night they're on the radio You've never heard the like Sure the little thing they sing in two even call it Mike. Oh, it's a grand New York, a blessed land New York. Sure, and the Irish keep a pace with all the news. 
faith in each lass and lad is up to date but dad when they sing the wearing of the green and syncopated blue. Oh, 
Harry Reeser's Six Jumping Jacks, playing James V. Monaco's tune with the unmistakable Tom Stacks, singing the Edgar Leslie lyric to Hooray for the Irish. What Rosenberg and Cohen are doing in Hooray for the Irish is a bit of a non-sequitur, but there you have it. That Brunswick 78 was made February 13, 1926. Before that, Darby and Tarleton with The Irish Police, recorded April 12, 1928. Our local NPR station, KVCR, often says, where you learn something new every day. Well, I like to think Rapidly Rotating Records is where you learn something new every week. I certainly do anyway, and this week I learned about the country music duo of Tom Darby, born August 25, 1891 in Columbus, Georgia, and Jimmy Tarleton, born May 8, 1892 in Chura, South Carolina. Tarleton grew up on a farm in South Carolina learning folk songs and how to play the slide guitar and banjo. Somehow he met Frank Ferreira, who taught him how to play Hawaiian guitar. He moved to Columbus, Georgia, where he met Darby, and they began playing together and were offered a recording date with Columbia on April 5, 1927. The records sold well, and they ultimately made 63 sides, but broke up in 1933. They did reunite in 1963 and were part of the Columbus Symphony Orchestra's Pops concert at Waracoba Park in Columbus, Georgia. Before Darby and Tarleton, it was the Victor Military Band from all the way back on October 11, 1911, with St. Patrick's Day. I don't know who wrote St. Patrick's Day, but that arrangement was by Elizabeth Bershanel and a guy with a great name, C. Ward Crampton. He didn't compose anything that I could find, but he wrote dozens of arrangements in the noughts and teens, and in 1915 made at least one record, a physical exercise instruction record for Victor, which apparently was not issued. We started the show with Carl Fenton and his orchestra, with Eddie Thomas providing the vocal on When They Sing the Wearin' of the Green. When They Sing the Wearin' of the Green was composed by Sam H. Stepped, with the lyric, appropriately enough, by Bud Green. That recording is from July 26, 1929, and of course refers to the old Scotch air, The Wearin' of the Green, recorded as early as 1898 by John Terrell, and 40 years later by Bunny Berrigan and his orchestra. And what do you have to eat on St. Patrick's Day? Why, corned beef and cabbage, of course. And it's no coincidence that yesterday, March 17th, was also National Corned Beef and Cabbage Day. Now, there aren't a whole lot of vintage songs about corned beef, as a matter of fact, none that I could find, but there are enough about cabbage for this set of rapidly rotating records about cabbage. Here are George McLennan's Jazz Devils. Thank you. 
American folk song Bile, that is Boyle, Them Cabbage Down. There are vintage recordings by Earl Johnson, Fiddlin' John Carson, Uncle Dave Macon, and Victoria Spivey, but we heard it by the Skillet Lickers, Clayton McMichael, Gid Tanner, Riley Puckett, Bob Nichols, Fate Norris, and Bert Lane, recorded by Columbia in Atlanta, Georgia on October 31, 1927. There are lots of more recent recordings by the likes of Andy Griffith, the Smothers Brothers, John Hartford and the Dillards, and Ernest V. Stoneman. Before the Skillet Lickers, it was Fiddler Blind Joe Mangrum, incorrectly spelled on the label as Mangum, accompanied by accordionist Fred Shriver, incorrectly spelled on the label as Schreiber, with Bacon and Cabbage, one of five songs the pair recorded for Victor in Nashville, Tennessee, on October 6, 1928. Joe Mangrum was born March 29, 1856 in Dresden, Tennessee, and lost his sight when he was just six years old. He was a regular in the Grand Ole Opry from 1928 until his death on January 13, 1932. 
We started that cabbage set with George McLennan's Jazz Devils asking the musical question, Anybody here want to try my cabbage? What? Yeah, the green leafy vegetable of the brassica family. What did you think we were talking about? Andy Rizaf and Fats Waller wrote it, but Fats never recorded it. The first recording was by Maggie Jones on December 10, 1924, accompanied by Louis Armstrong and Fletcher Henderson, and George McLennan's OK recording was made about a half a year later on May 7, 1925. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7 KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7 on demand anytime at all online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. And we're on iTunes as a podcast and part of the Global Community Radio Network. I don't know about you, but last week on March 14th, I was celebrating National Learn About Butterflies Day. National Learn About Butterflies Day may seem silly, but it's really not. Not to be Debbie Downer, but over the past 20 years, the population of North American monarch butterflies has declined by 90%, from over a billion to an estimated 35 million. In 2014, the Pollinator Health Task Force was created, co-chaired by the EPA and USDA, charged with expanding federal efforts and taking new steps to reverse pollinator losses. I hope that initiative is continuing, and to help bring awareness... Here's a set of rapidly rotating records about butterflies, beginning with the Stevens Dance Orchestra.
We started off this Flutter by Butterfly set with Little Butterfly. That was Ernest L. Stevens' dance orchestra recording for Edison in January of 1923. Little Butterfly was written by Irving Berlin for the Music Box Review of 1923. Ernest L. Stevens was born December 15, 1894, and was Thomas Edison's personal pianist and arranger from 1922 to 1924. He was involved in the music business right up until his death in Montclair, New Jersey on April 6, 1981. Next, it was Harry Reeser's Clico Club Eskimos and a record making its triple-R debut, Chinky Butterfly, written by Lee David. Lee David wrote a number of songs in the 20s and 30s, including I Got the Potatoes, I Got the Tomatoes, But Somebody Else Has My Gal. Both takes one and three of Chinky Butterfly, recorded January 29, 1926, were issued on Columbia 570D. We finished up with the Great White Way Orchestra under the direction of Hugo Fry and a medley of Wonderful You and Sway With Me. So what does that have to do with butterflies? Well, those tunes written by Werner Janssen and 15 others were in the Broadway musical comedy Lady Butterfly. It opened at the Globe Theater on January 22, 1923 and ran for 128 performances. Some people don't care for coconut, but I happen to like it a lot in all of its forms, such as coconut milk, coconut water, shredded coconut, coconut cream pie, almond joy, and Thai coconut ice cream, not to mention coconut tort, which is so delicious it even has its own national day, March 13th. So, in celebration of National Coconut Tort Day, here's a set of rapidly rotating records about coconut, beginning with Harry Roy and his orchestra. What, 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 what's that? Oh, uh, those are the peas, uh, the peas. Oh, I see. What, 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 what the dickens is that? No, that's the rice, you know, rice, rice. Oh, rice, yeah. So what? What's that? Oh, that? That's the coconut oil, you know, all this stuff, coconut oil. oil. Well, nothing today. Thanks very, very much. Oh, who told you? Why? Haven't you heard? No, no, I haven't heard. No. Mama don't want the piece of rice to coconut oil. Mama don't want the piece of rice to coconut oil. Mama don't want no piece of rice. Mama don't want no coconut oil. Just a bottle of brandy handy all the day. Down Hawaii by the sea And you're all pepped up on gin and TNT Then you dance and sing all night Until the island heaves in sight And you hear the natives singing merrily Mama don't want no peas And rice and coconut oil Mama don't want no peas And rice and coconut oil Mama she likes to have a run Says that it fills her full of fun And it makes her feel like witty all the time Cruising down Wigan by the sea And you're all pepped up on beer and china tea Then you're singing downs all night Until the beer appears in sight And you hear the watch committee chant with glee Mama don't want the shepherd's pie and the sausage and mash 
Mamma don't want no shepherd's pie and a sausage and mash. Mamma don't want no shepherd's pie and a sausage and mash pie. Come and all just a bowl of Lancashire hot pot every time. Mamma don't want no haggis and porridge and fishes and chips. A chip, a chip. Mamma don't want no haggis and porridge and fishes and chips. A chip, a chip, a chip. Mamma don't want no haggis and porridge. Mamma don't want no fishes and chips. Just a wee bit duck and dirty shins at like to be a castaway with you on a coconut island there wouldn't be so very much to do i would linger a while just gaze into your lovely eyes of blue there i'd walk for a mile come running back to be with you there the waves would make a pair of willing slaves of you and me forever. And we'd play for days and days and never gaze out when the ships go sailing by. On a coconut island, I'd like to be a castaway with you. Just to bask in your smile and to realize my dreams come true.
We started off this coconut set with Harry Roy and his orchestra with another record making its triple R debut, Mama Don't Want No Peas and Rice and Coconut Oil. The vocal trio was Harry Roy, Bill Curry, and Ivor Morton, who played piano in the band. That was recorded in London on March 20, 1934. Mama Don't Want No Peas and Rice and Coconut Oil was written by L. Wolf Gilbert and Charles L. Lofthouse, credited on the record and sheet music as L. Charles. Next, Guy Lombardo and his Royal Canadians were on a coconut island with Brother Carmen on July 2, 1936. On a Coconut Island was written by R. Alex Anderson, whose name is being mentioned for the first time on the show. I don't know what, if any, his connection to Hawaii was, but he also wrote Lovely Hula Hands, Haole Hula, and Malahili Mele. We finished up with Abe Lyman's California Orchestra and Coconut Trot, with the A in Coconut. It was named for the Coconut Ballroom at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles, but this July 11, 1924 recording was made in New York while the band was on tour. Coconut Trot was written by Ray Lopez, Abe Lyman, and Gus Arnheim. I'm Glenn Robison, and you've been listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>